Our God is champion, and he reigns forevermore. Amen, amen. Let's give God another hand praise. He's worthy of our praise this morning. I don't know about you this morning, but I am glad to be in the house of the Lord. One more time. God is good. God is good. All the time, God is good. Amen. Amen. We thank God again for all of you being in the house of the Lord. Thank him for your sacrifice and coming out. Could have went anywhere else, but we thank God that you stopped by Lighthouse this morning. We truly believe that we have a word in the house for you on today. Amen. Thank God for our praise team. Did a marvelous job in singing praises unto him. Thank God for our intercessory prayers. Sister Stoudemire started it off. Brother Jeremy put another log on the fire as well. And we're just going to keep it going. Amen. Amen. We're going to first begin with a word of prayer. Thank God for each and every person that's here. Give honor to all of God's great people. Pastor Henry, thank God for you and all the other brothers and sisters in Christ. Indeed, this is the day that the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. Let us pray. Gracious Father, we thank you once again for all that you've done and all that you're doing for us even now. Dear Lord, it is our prayer as you look down upon us, you'll be look beyond our faults and see that we are a people that's standing in need, standing in need of a blessing, standing in need of your healing touch, standing in need, oh God, of peace, standing in need of healing in our bodies and in our minds, standing in need, Father God, of a closer walk and a closer relationship with you. Father God, it is our prayer that as we prepare to go forward with this message that I would decrease and that you would increase. And Father God, you will use it for your glory, O oh God. And we as a people will leave, Lord, having been made better because of your word. Not in the manner in which we came, but leave being made better. Father, it is our prayer, Father God, right now that the hearts and the minds of the people be receptive to what will come from your word. And dear Lord, we're mindful this morning to give you praise, to give you honor, to give you glory, Father God. For all the praise, all the honor, and all the glory belongs to you. It belongs to you. And Lord, we give it to you now. And we ask you these blessings and more. It's in Christ Jesus' precious holy name we pray. And the church said amen. 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 Again, we thank God for all of you being in the house this morning. We're so excited about what God is doing in the lives of his people. We look forward to next Sunday. We'll have our family and friends uh, day. Those of you who have not already, invite uh, your family and your friends. And we've already determined that the ones who will be wearing navy blue will be the winners. I think we, 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 we discussed that. And then somebody said that everybody that going to be wearing black they're going to be the winners others have said the 
white color would be winners. Others have said beige would be winners. But whatever your color is, we are expecting a great time in the Lord on next Sunday. All our family and our friends come out. This is our once-in-a-year time where we have family and friends. Day. But every day is a day that you and I can be a friend of God. Amen? Amen. So if you have your Bibles, we're going to go to Hebrews chapter 13. Hebrews chapter 13, and we're going to be looking at uh, one verse there that we will take our text uh, from Hebrews chapter 13, and we're going to be looking at verse number 8, Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 8. And the word says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. I would like to use for our subject or theme on this morning, a Savior that we can count on. We all need a Savior that we can count on. We can count on the everlasting love of Jesus Christ. I just read you the scripture where it says he will never leave us, nor will he forsake us. He will always help us because he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. We must keep our eyes on Jesus Christ. He is our ultimate leader who, unlike human leaders, will never change. He has been and will be the same forever. In a changing world, you and I, we can trust on an unchanging Lord. When I think about counting on and putting trust in things and putting trust in people. I'm reminded of scripture Psalms 146 and 3 says, do not put your trust in princes, in mortal men who cannot save. When their spirit departs, they return to the ground. And on that very day, their plans come to nothing. Many times we have put our faith and our trust in people, in situations, in circumstances, and they failed us. An example of that would be that a job that you trusted to, to not only pay you a certain wage, whether it's every week, every two weeks, once a month, sometimes the job will fail you. Sometimes our relationships will fail us, a relationship between a man and a woman and a, a man and another man, a woman and another woman, whatever the case may be, relationships will fail. Sometimes even with our best efforts, our marriages will fail. Even uh, sometimes we get ourselves in situations where we have to go to court and we need a lawyer. I got to tell you, sometimes the lawyer will fail. 
Sometimes our body gets racked with pain and something happens. Our bodies are not functioning in the manner in which they should. And so we go to the doctor. But I'm here to testify and tell you even the doctor sometime will fail. And then, and then we, 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 we go uh, uh, to court because we want uh, uh, to get justice for our situations. We feel that we have been, been, been done and injustice has been committed to us and so we want justice and we go to the judge to get justice. But I got to testify that even in that sometimes the judges will us. Now, now I want to tell you that even, even on our best days, our best efforts as parents, sometimes we even fail. And then, and then I got to tell you that even our children, as pretty as they are, as cute as they are, a, a, as much as you like to think about how, how precious your darling son or your darling daughter is, I got to tell you that even then they will also fail. And then, and then there are those of us who, who sometimes we get caught up in the politics of things. But I got to tell you that even the government sometimes fails. Even, even to the point that, that, that we're voting Republican and we're voting Democrat. But I got to tell you that the Republicans fail. The Democrats fail. The independents fail. Can I tell you that at times all people will fail. But I come to tell you this morning, in our changing world, in our changing situations, when our family moves on, when friendships go away, when friends drift away and technology changes and advances, there is one that you and I can count on. When we're seeking security and everybody wants to feel secure in things, you want to feel secure in your job, you want to feel secure in your relationships, you want to feel secure in your marriages, you want to feel secure when you go to the doctor and he gives you a diagnosis. You want to be secure in all of these things. You want to be secure when you go and you pay your money, a certain amount of money to a lawyer. You want to be secure that he has your best interests at heart. We all want to be secure in all of these things. Children want to feel secure in a loving relationship with the mother and a father in the home. We all want security. We all are looking for security, but we're looking for security sometimes in the wrong faces, in the wrong places, in the wrong people. But can I tell you, security can only be found in Jesus Christ. We, 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 we seek security in people, in possessions and, and, and positions. Some of us think that if I could just make just a little bit more money, if I could just get promoted into a high position, we think this brings security. But can I tell you this morning, this too will bring disappointment. We all need somewhere, somewhere that we can turn during the times of storms in our life. And in case there's never been any storms that have come along your way, keep living. And I promise you, you will face some storms in this life. We all need someone that we can count on. We need someone that we can depend on. We need someone that we can trust. We need someone that we can depend on even in our darkest hour. We all need someone someone that we can trust. We need someone that we can have our, put our faith in and know that they will never let us down. Can I tell you, you can trust someone. You can trust someone. You can believe in that person, but guess what? You must find the one that will tell you the truth about yourself. You must find the one that will tell you the truth even when it hurts. 
It is possible to trust a person but not necessarily be able to count on them to do the right thing at all times. Proverbs 14, 12 says, There is a way which seems right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. Now, there are times when we want to put our total trust, our everything into people. But guess what? When we do that, my brothers and sisters, we're setting ourselves up for a fall. We can only have our true anchor can only be found in Jesus Christ. He is the true anchor. He is the one that will hold us firmly in his hands. Hebrews 6.19 says, we have this hope as an anchor for the soul, a firm and secure. We have this hope. The hope is found in Jesus Christ, whom the word of God promises will never change. To find comfort in him, first of all, we must learn who he is and learn what he does and learn how he works. John 1, 1 through 2 says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. In the beginning, he was with God. All things was made through him. Without him, nothing was made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. Talking about Jesus. Jesus is the anchor to our souls. He is the one that grounds us, that keeps us, that connects us to what matters. Through the power of the Holy Spirit, you and I are connected to the Son. God so loved the world that he did what he gave his son. We are connected to his son through the power of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit prays on our behalf to the son. The son then turns to the father and says, my blood covers him. My blood covers her. When we're looking for oftentimes someone who can save us, someone who can redeem us, I want to tell you this morning, the price has already been paid. Then it goes on in verse 14 of that same chapter says, and the word became flesh, dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory as the glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and full of truth. This revealed that Jesus was deity from the beginning, fully God and fully man. He was born of a virgin. The scripture identifies him as the Christ. Matthew 17, 13, 17 says the Savior was crucified who rose on the third day. Jesus is the son of the living God. The only way to him, Jesus is the only way. Guess what? He came one day, the story goes, on the coast of Caesarea Philippi, and he asked his disciples, this is the question. He says, say, who do men say that I, the son of man, am? 
So they said, some say you are John the Baptist. Some say Elijah and some of the, the other uh, 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 prophets. Uh, some say that uh, you are even Jeremiah, uh, one of, of the prophets. But he said, then he turned and said, and this is the question that you and I must answer for ourselves. I can't answer for you. You have to answer for yourself. You have to answer when he knocks on the door of your heart. When you hear him speaking to you in your spirit, the question is, who? Who do you say that I am? Everyone has to have a personal encounter. You have to have a personal appointment, if you will, with him. And you have to answer for yourself who he is. He asked this question to his disciples. That is, those that were following him, those that were following him, they were listening to his teaching. They saw the miracles that he performed, and he asked them, who do you say that I am, that I am? And then Peter, Peter, he spoke up. Simon Peter spoke up and said, you are the Christ. You are the son of the living God. Jesus said to him, blessed are you, Simon Barjona, because, because flesh and blood did not reveal this to you, but the Father who is in heaven revealed it to you. Can I break it down for you? When you, when you come into an encounter with Jesus Christ, it's not your will it's because the father deemed it so that you come to know who Jesus Christ is when the knock is on the door of your heart when you open up your heart and he comes in it's only then you recognize and know who he is then you can identify with what Peter said that you are the Christ you are the son of the living God and for that reason y'all we're able to lift up our hands we're able to give God praise because we understand there is something that's happening in my life. There is a change that's coming about in my life. Understand, it's something that I could not do myself. I tried. I searched over here and I searched over there. I tried this person and that person, but when I came in encounter, when I came into a relationship with Jesus Christ, I found out, I found out that only he had the power to change my life. Only he has the power to turn some things around. Only he has some power to give me strength when I'm weak. Only he has the power to give me what I need to keep going when I feel like giving up. Only he has the power. Only he has the power. And then, and then, and then Jesus said, he said, he said to, 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 to one of the disciples who, who, who said, Lord, show us the Father and it, and it be sufficient for us. Show us who, who he is and then, and then we will believe. And Jesus said this, he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. That is who Jesus is. He is the Savior. He is the one that redeemed me, redeemed you, pulled us out of the pits of hell. He is the one. He is the one. Jesus is our pathway to the Father. He is the only way that you and I can get to heaven. It's through the precious blood of Jesus Christ. He is the reality of all things that God promised. He is the life. He is the one that joins my life to his life, his life to our life, your 
your life, my life. He is the one that joins us both now and forever. He is the Savior. He is the one that we can count on. We have been let down by a lot of folk, by a lot of things, but he's the one that we can count on. But I got to testify and tell you this. Oftentimes, we want the blessings of God, but we're not interested in the relationship with God. But guess what? In order for things to work the right way, you have to do the right thing. This keyboard here, it makes noise. It makes music. But guess what? If it's not plugged in, it's not turned on, it's just a keyboard. So you and I, we can come into the house of the Lord. But if our hearts are not open and receptive to the word of God, guess what? We just came in and we heard and then we went out. So it does not have an effect on our life. But if you want to be changed by the word of God, first of all, you know who Jesus is. He is the son of God. He is the way maker. He is the one that God sent to die on Calvary's cross for your sin and my sin. So what else do you need to know? What else do you need to know to make a decision today that I'm going to surrender to the one who can save me? I'm going to surrender to the one who redeemed me. I'm going to surrender to the one when this life is over because this is not it. This is not it. But when this life is over, when this life is over, I'm going to be absent from this shell. I'm going to be absent from this body and I'm going to be present with him. So the things that I have to endure, the things that I have to go through in this life is not worthy to be compared to that that should be revealed when that which is perfect shall appear. When Jesus Christ will appear, all of my trials, all of my tribulations, all of my hurts, all of my disappointment, all of the talk of being talked about, being persecuted, all of it will make sense. Guess what? Because if we can endure this just for a little bit, if we can endure this just for a little while, if we can just cry today, just understand, crying today, it's all right. If you got to shed some tears today, it's all right. Why? Because the word of God, weeping may endure for a night. Weeping yesterday, weep all you need, all you want. Do it all, whatever it is you got to do today. Go through today. Suffer today. Guess what? But joy is coming in the morning. And I don't know about you, but I'm waiting on in the morning because I know when in the morning comes, there's going to be a bright side somewhere. The songwriters say a bright side somewhere. And I heard and I read in the Bible that when we get to heaven, y'all, there'll be no need of the sun. Guess what? Because we will be lit by the S-O-N, not the S-U-N. Guess what? I also read in the Word that when we get to heaven, all our tears will be wiped away. Guess what? So I can do my crying now. I can shed my tears now because I know when we get over on the other side, all of these things are going to be behind me. All of the stuff that I had to give up, all the stuff that I had to put up with, all the people that I had to forgive because they talked about me, because they persecuted me, because they tried to harm me, all of the people who didn't believe in me, I can forget all of those things. Guess what? Because now I'm in the presence of the maker. I'm in the presence of the one who created created me. I'm in the presence of the one who made me. I'm in the presence of the one who called me. I'm in the presence of the one who ordained me. I'm in the presence of the one who who, who wove me in my mother's womb. 
I'm in the presence of the one who watched over me when I was just a little lad. I'm in the presence of the one who guided me. I'm in the presence of the one who put his arms around me and loved on me. I'm in the presence of one who made a way out of nowhere. I'm in the presence of the one who opened doors that were closed in my face. I'm in the presence of the one who take me, who take me from place to place. I'm in the presence of the one who kept me. I'm in the presence of the one who brought me out of storms in my life. Anybody ever been in a storm and you felt like you were there by yourself? Can I testify and tell you today when you were going through, when you felt like giving up and all of a sudden you got the second wind. The second wind came because of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit had talked to the Son and the Son talked to the Father. He said, this is what I need you to do. I need you to go there and I need you to let him know that everything's going to be all right. I need you to go to her. I need you to open up a door over here, a place that she did not see. And then I need you to work out some things for them. You know what? They've been praying and asking me for a while to open up a door to bless them with their finances. I want you to go over here to this employer over here. Yes, he's thinking about hiring somebody else. But guess what? I want you to touch his mind. Touch his mind. And then when you touch his mind, I want his eyes to focus on this application. And then when he looks at the application, all of a sudden he picks up the phone and he makes a phone call and he calls the one that's been praying. He calls on the one that's been seeking God. He calls on the one that's been trusting God. And guess what? You on the other you answer the phone and you listening and you say, yeah, I am he. And he said, well, I was doing what I normally do. I was going through the application and, and for some reason, I looked to the left of the applications that were on my desk. And your name happened to be the application that was on top. And so normally my process is, I go through the ones that came in first. But for some reason, for some reason, I was drawn to your application. And you say, yeah, that, that is because I have been praying, I have been seeking God, and God told me that he was gonna open up a door. And right then, right then, in there you have not had an interview you have not been talked to you have not been asked any questions other than who you are and right then God gave you faith and I testify you are the one who had bad credit tore up from the flow up but you've been praying and you've been asking God to bless you with the car because you needed a car in order to go to the job that he blessed you with. But you know your credit is tore up from the floor up. And so you go to the automobile place to look for a car. Now you're going by faith because you know your credit is already tore up from the floor up. And you go out and you look and you see an automobile. And it looks like your name is all on it. And so you're, you're looking, you said, okay, God, I'm here. This is the one. I believe this is the one. But now, now comes the time where you got to face the man. And so he asked you, he said, how is your credit? And you said, well, uh, you, you don't want to tell him that it's tore up from the floor up. And he said, well, come on in. Can I, can I get your social security number? And so he goes in and he puts in your social security number. And then he said, excuse me. And so he walks out of the room and you're in the room and you're thinking, oh my God, I know he's going to see my credit is tore up from the floor up. And then he's going to come back and tell me there's nothing they can do to help me. Can I testify? So then, so then he comes back, he comes back and he says, well, 
your credit score is a little bit lower than, than what we like to see. But I got some good news for you. We just started this new program. New program to help people who have bad credit. And so you're able to drive away in a brand new car with your credit being towed up from the flow up. Can I testify some more? You go to the doctor and they tell you that you got a condition, a condition that is terminal, a condition that there is nothing that they can do. And so they said, we're going to admit you into the hospital. We're going to run some tests. And so when they admit you into the hospital because you've already been praying, you've been praying and then you got other people fasting and praying for you. And so they begin to take you through these series batteries of tests. And then the doctor comes in your room and he says, I got, I got something that, that, that I need to tell you. I am, I, I am confused about what, what, what I'm seeing on the test results because, because when you came and, and we did the test before, it looked like there was something there. But then when we did this second battery of tests, nothing was there. It wasn't there because God had healed, he had delivered, and he had set you free. I'm talking about a Savior that you can depend on. Can I testify a little bit more? Can I tell you about the time when you were in relationship? Some of you may be in marriage that didn't work out. Anybody can testify. I was in a relationship. I was in a marriage that didn't work out. I felt like it was the end of the world. I felt like all was lost. I felt like a nothing and a nobody. People look, people that I used to call friend turned and walked away from me. They looked down upon me as if I was a nothing and a nobody. Anybody willing to testify? All because my relationship didn't work out my marriage didn't work out and guess what guess what while they were talking about me while they were putting down on me I was still praying and I was still seeking the face of God and I said Lord if it's your will if it's your will I know right now I got some things in me that you want to work on but while you're working on me Lord if it's your will I'm praying that you send me a good wife I'm praying that you send me a good husband I'm praying that you send one that would love you one that will have a heart like yours. One will have a heart like David. One that would not be ashamed to lift up his hands and give God praise. One would not be ashamed to let the world know that I've been born again. I'm praying for a man that not only will be a good husband but a man that will be a good father. Can I testify? While you were praying, while you were doing the things that God needed you to do, while you were allowing him to do the work on you, guess what? God was over here doing the work on him or doing the work on her. And guess what? At the right time, at the right time, I'm testifying, at the right time, God will cause that man, he will cause that woman, testify, to come along your path. Can I testify? Even if it means, even if it means, I got to testify, even if it means leaving the state of California and coming all the way to Hattiesburg, Mississippi, and just on the very day, just on the very time, if it's necessary, God will bring her, put her up 
before you. If it's necessary, God will do that. Guess what? And then, and then while he's doing that, you're praying and you're talking to the Lord. You say, Lord, I see. Lord, I see. But guess what, Lord? If you could just give me somebody just like that. Can I testify and tell you not only will he give you somebody just like that. He'll give you that if you pray for it, if you believe, if you keep praying and you hold on to God's unchanging hand. No matter what it looks like, no matter what you have to give up, no matter what you lost, God will give it back to you and then some. He'll give you double for your trouble. If you continue to trust him, guess what? We have a savior that we can count on. We have a savior that we can depend on. We have a savior, we have a savior, we have a savior that we can depend on. I gotta tell you this and then I'm gonna quit. And the reason I know we have a savior is because when I go to Isaiah chapter 53, the Bible tells me that he was despised. Mm -hmm. Just like you and I, he was rejected by men. A man of suffering whom knew what sickness was. He was like someone who people turned away from, testify. He was despised, and guess what? The people did not find value in him. Uh -huh. But yet he himself, he bore our sickness and he carried our pain, yours and mine, meaning he took upon himself and experienced the things that you and I are experiencing right now. But ultimately, guess what? He did it all. He took it all. He took it to the cross and he took them away. All of the troubles, all the hurts, all the sickness, all the disappointment, all the persecution, he took it all on. For you and for me. And see, when I read that and I understood that in here, everything that I'm experiencing, he already did. The hurt, the disappointment, the rejection, he went through it. And he did that for you. He did that for me. So while I'm looking for someone that's going to rescue me, can I tell you, it's already been done. The ship is over here. The question is, are you willing to get on board? The train is at the station. The question is, are you willing to get on board? For some people, they haven't got on board because of fear. But I heard someone say, don't let fear block your faith don't let fear stop you from believing and I thought about what are some of the things that I've been afraid of but I trusted God many years ago when I left Mississippi I was scared because this is all I knew but I trusted God I had a faith that I would not allow anyone to deter. People said negative stuff to me, but I, didn't, I, I wasn't going to hear it. I blocked it because I believe God. And what I want you to understand today, that God is the same for you as he was for me. I just read it in Hebrews 13 and 8. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. He doesn't change. He'll do the same thing for you that he's done for me and others if you're just willing to trust him to go all the way with him. 
He's willing, He's ready, and He's able. If you're there today and you don't know Jesus Christ in the pardon of your sin, today is the day you can confess. You can open up your heart and let him come in. If you know that at some point in time in your life, you may have been baptized. And you may have tried to walk the walk, but somewhere along the line, you strayed away. Today is the day that you can be restored. You just got to be willing to step forward and receive it. If you're that person, who said, I'm trying, but I keep messing up. But I want God to forgive me, to heal me, to give me the strength, to give me the power that I need. You come. And for some, you've been coming to Lighthouse, and you don't have a place to call home. The door is open for you to come today. I want you to know that we don't take this lightly. I thank God for each and every person that's come alongside us and joined us and where God is doing and where he's taking us. But there's work to be done. See, we're working on a building. I'm like Noah, working on the ark. God said, build an ark. Noah tried to get other people to help him, but no one did but his family. But he kept on working on the building. There's room. There's room for everyone here at Lighthouse. I want to say... As we prepare to welcome our dear sister into our Lighthouse family, we're going to ask you your name. and going to ask you to testify. Like that, so you don't have to be scared. But can you tell us your name? Right, Kira, but you guys can call me Kira since you're my church family now. Amen, amen. Kira, Kira, because I might forget the rock, Kira. But Kira, 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 we thank God for you today. We thank God for you willingness to come forth and to be a part of Lighthouse Christian Center. We don't have a lot of fancy rules, but one rule we do have, you got to be here in order to receive what God has for you. Anywhere, I don't know if you if you sing, do you sing? Okay, I was going to say because we, we can put you on the praise team, but we've got a lot of different ministries and you'll find more information about that. Uh, we have a new class. I started series class. I call I, I teach. I am a church member, and there'll be another a date that we'll talk to you about that. But we have a book we can get you and everything, and it talks about what a church member should be doing, what they should look for, and what they should be giving. The church is not about us. It's not about you. It's not about me. It's about him. So we kind of go through that so everyone understands what their footing is. Do you know what tithe and offering is? Okay, all right. We, we do need your tithe and offering so we can put another brick, so we can put a brick on the, on the, the art that we're building. Be a faithful supporter of that. 
any area of the church that you want to work in, we will be with you, we will help you, and we will love on you. This is a place of love, not a place of judgment. If you hear somebody giving some gossip, chitter-chatter, you need to give them the hand. You need to shut them down because that's not what we're about. We're about loving people and loving Christ. That's our, that's our vision right there, to be an unshakable beacon of light, to help lead the lost and the, and the broken back into the safety arms of the Father. And we do that together as individuals. So you often hear me say, let your light shine. That's what's in you, the Spirit, the Holy Spirit that lives on the inside of you. You are saved, right? Okay. All right. Praise God. She's saved. Hallelujah. Thank God. Thank God. If you were not, we, we can help you with that too. But we thank God that you are. And so we're just going to ask... Um, Everyone, real quick, just to come around, and we're going to pray over her, and then we're going to do communion, and then we're going to be on our way. Amen. Thank God. Yeah, this is perfect right here. New. New. Newer. We thank God for everybody, for our family. Let us pray. Gracious Father, we just come right now thanking you for our dear sister who stepped forth, oh Lord, to come and be a part of what you're doing here at Lighthouse. Father, you know her heart. You know what she needs, oh God. Father, you know what she's been going through. And Father, we pray that this day, Lord, that she will feel the love, oh God, just as we all have, that comes down from above. And Lord God, as she comes to become a member of this body, oh God, this group of believers, oh God, who come, Lord, from all walks of life, oh God. None of us are perfect, oh God. Sometimes we mess up, sometimes we get it wrong. But you are a loving Father. You're a good, good Father, oh God. And you welcome us, oh God. And Father, we just pray right now, Father, as we welcome her into our family, into our church family, and all the members, oh God, that have come alongside to join with us. Father, we pray that you will continue to bless them to meet each and every need they have, oh God. Let them continue to love on one another and to invite others in, oh God. We pray that you get the glory, Lord, out of what's going on, what's happening here. Let her, oh God, just be another piece, oh God, of the puzzle, oh God, that you're putting together. Let her be just another a, a fuel of fire, oh God, that you've added, Lord, to what you're already doing. And Father God, we just pray that you will continue to shower down your blessings upon her, oh God, that there be no lack in her life, oh God. Father God, I pray, Lord God, that her heart will be open and receptive, Lord God, as you lead and as you guide her, oh God, into all truth, oh God, to be your disciple, to be your shining light, Lord, in the world in which she goes, oh God. And Father, I just thank you for this right now, Father, as we receive her in the name of of Jesus, oh God, we welcome her into our family. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Amen.